Zero hours. Catherine Mather. Ow! Zero hours. Hello and welcome to Zero Hours podcast with me, Catherine Mather, where I speak to comedians and creatives about the best and worst jobs that they've had to do to get by. Today, I'm joined by comedian Josh Pugh. How are you doing? I'm good, Catherine. Yeah, thank you. How are you? Very well. Uh, never been better. That's lovely to hear. I, I didn't know you said Mather, Catherine Mather. Yeah. How did you think it was said? Quite obviously, it is Mather now, thinking about it. <laughs> I, I think I would have said Mather. Yeah, Mather. Mather, yeah, one. yeah. Okay, yeah. It's, yeah. it's the northern air as opposed to the soft southern air. Ma- Martha, yeah. 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 No one wants that. Uh, did, I, did I say your name correctly? Yeah, spot on that was. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like the uh, wasn't the one of the that old cartoon uh, Trumpton. There was a pew in that, wasn't there? Is that is what's that pew pew Barney McGrew? What's that? Yeah, is, is that, that Trumpton? I think that's. I don't know. To, like it was when at school used to get it, but only from the teachers. Ah. Uh, like so there's the generation above. Well, generations above me. Yeah. Absolutely that's... banging banter from a the design <laughs> tech teacher there. Yeah, solid. Yeah. <laughs> what is Trumpton? Is that is it a kid kids thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's just one of them old like it's just a town where oh, shit right. happens. Yeah, like a Balamori, but <laughs> Yeah, but not real. Yeah. Oh yeah, because Balamori is a bit real, isn't it? Or the place the place is real where it's filmed, but I don't think it's it's not called Balamori, is it? No. No, I'll have to Google it. Uh, there'll be somebody oh, listening to it screaming to. the name of the town. <laughs> but uh, alas. Um, it's coastal. It's definitely coastal. Yeah. Uh, coloured houses. Yeah. I don't even know it. This is the rule. I heard Frank's going to say this. If if you know something in the back of your mind, you're not allowed to Google You've got yeah. to let your brain try and find it. You can only Google if you don't know it at all. Yeah. Which but, I don't in this case. No. But then what happens? Not... What happens if you if you your brain gets it wrong? I think well, yeah, I think you can Google for verification. Right. But yeah, I do I do kind of try and stick to that rule a little bit, as as weird as it sounds. No, it makes sense. But, I mean, this particular thing, I'm not actually that asked about knowing the answer. So you've not got to Google at all if you don't don't want to know. No, that's true. Uh, <laughs> just make it up. It's right. So, so, I mean, I feel like we should probably just get down to, you know, what the people paid for. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, I pay for like, to, to host the podcast. Um, what's, what's your worst <laughs> job ever been? My worst job, see, I should, I should have said this before I agreed to come on here, Catherine. I've not had lots of jobs. Oh, God. I, I have, you know, I've always worked, but I've kind of not really moved around massively. Yeah. W- worst job I had, it's a very boring and depressing answer. I worked <laughs> for social services and it became increasingly difficult over a number of years because of budget cuts to the point where it was almost, you know, having a really seriously detrimental impact on my mental health 
Okay. Is that the kind of is that the kind of stuff you're wanting? Just kind of like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, but yeah, so that's the uh, that's the snippet. That's the soundbite sorted for the. <laughs> I think um, we can just wrap it up here, mate. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? So no, it was, it was okay. That, that job was actually um, it's really good job, really nice job initially. So yeah. it's kind of working in like housing and stuff at, at the council in, in Coventry, which is a Coventry is a very like diverse city. Like a lot of lot of poverty and a lot of kind of uh, people from different backgrounds and stuff. It's, it's quite an industrial place. I think a lot of people moved over after the war or during the war for kind of the the, the in, in industry and stuff. Um, and then a lot of that went and then, you know, big Irish population and stuff. So it was, you'd meet lots of great people. You'd meet people that had kind of come over here in kind of World War Two. They'd have like a, you'd see like a, a Polish surname on, on, on you get the paperwork before you go out and then you go and see them and they kind of got all these stories and it, it was actually brilliant. And there's a really big Caribbean community as well. They were like great and all kind of, it was wicked, but it just became really, really difficult over a period of time. Then I was gigging and because it's quite a serious and heavy job, but you can't really just fuck it off. You know, if you like you're working yeah. in a bar or something, or you can you can turn up after a gig and give it twenty percent max, whereas with this you kind of had to you had to live it a bit. So it became yeah. If I'd just focused on that, it probably would have been very really quite manageable because I was being pretty quite selfish selfish and egotistical, chasing comedy and made it that hard do you, do you know what I mean yeah it's uh it's difficult that the work-life balance is difficult when it's uh your life is also another job yeah exactly exactly I think um I quite envy it's quite freeing though if you if you can get to a point you know if you do need to you know if you're doing what you do so say somebody's that's what you want to do and you've got to have a bit of a, a job as well because you know what you're doing because you know that's what I want to do it takes all the stress of. So I've been working during this pandemic, and it's like this place, and everyone's always asking themselves, you know, do I really want to do this thing? Is this where I want to go in my life? But because we haven't got that, we're actually really quite lucky that we can, you know, just go in and chat to people and get something out of it, get a bit of money, get a, you know, chat to folk and whatever. So it's basically like housing and dealing with kind of tenancies and and stuff and the banding. So you have different, you know, people would say the, the need house and you kind of have to put them into bands of are they you know they're basically determining who needs whose need is the most immediate right uh, so it's a lot of difficult calls all day really telling people others oh, you know and and it, it's kind of skews your kind of skews your opinion on how the world is you think everyone's struggling everyone's destitute because that's what you see all day yeah it kind of do you know what I mean I think it's like um but they asked us a question when we had like this training. We deal with like a lot of old people. And the question was something like, what percentage of people over 75 have got dementia? And it was like 6%, 40% or 10, uh, 10%. Mm-hmm. And we, we all said, oh, it's 60%. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, it's 10%. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you're around it all the time. It's um, Yeah, I you get that in comedy. You kind of think everyone's kind of dead like... Uh, liberal and arty, and <laughs> you know, left leaning, and but that's just a little proportion of the world we're occupying doing that, isn't it? And it's you know, it's not representative of, of, yeah. the, of the world, you know, it's, it's it's interesting, you have to kind of remember that sometimes. 
Yeah, and then you go to these small towns in Kent and do a joke, and they're like, leave means leave, and you're like, oh, touche, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I kind of think that's uh, kind of think that's on us, though. I kind I kind of think that's that's on that's on us. You know, I think we've got to. You know, I don't have to agree with somebody to to find it funny. I think if you may, yeah. if if you no. Know. So we're also, we're not we. You live in London, but we're not London people necessarily, are we? And no, I think we, we're very lucky, especially if you can get to a point where you don't have to have another job. Mm. It's you know, I think you have to be a bit grateful sometimes, yeah. especially with some people. You know, especially some people's actually thinking, God, you should be thanking your lucky star. You can't, you, <laughs> you know, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no. So it's um, and that's it's, that's that's the thing to remember sometimes. You know, people do bloody. Oh, I went um, went scaffolding with my dad for like three days, like work yeah. experience. Now he loves scaffolding. My dad, he, you know, still just he's like nearly sixty. He still does six days a week. Loves it. Yeah. But it's I went in the summer and it was. But in the winter, you're sitting in the van. You can't get warm. Oh, the God. poles are the, the poles are freezing, or it's it's pissing it down. The rain is. It's like that is, and I'm, I'm not scared of heights. I didn't think I was scared of heights, but it's different. It know, is. It's, it's, it's not like sitting on a balcony drinking a mojito. Do you know what I mean? It is. Your heart's in your mouth. Do you know what I mean? You can't. It's a weird sensation, kind of up in your chest, isn't it? Yeah, it tests uh, your level of self belief that you're there. Like, I've put this together, and now mm. I'm climbing it. And if yeah. that fucks up, <laughs> yeah. Talk about one of my worst job, actually. I used to be a, I used to do some labouring for my mate who was a plasterer. Yeah. And he had he had this job once. It was like a, um, it was actually kind of a like a hospital for people, kind of like a, a, a can I say mental hospital? Is that what they're called? A well, yeah, hospital there's for the people mental with, hospital and the physical hospital. Yeah. Well, this is a, a mental hospital, and yeah. they were, they, were, they were renovating it, so they moved all the kind of the, the patients or the residents into another part, and we were plastering the main kind of like the foyer bit so they weren't able to have kind of their leisure time and their free area kind of the communal bits so they were wound up yeah and frustrated and we were it was quite tricky what we were doing and my job literally he was like on scaffolding like like movable scaffolding with wheels on and I was literally at the bottom of it just having to kind of push him around so he could plaster the different things and it's just yeah, it was a very long day yeah, why? Because it was boring or because it, it was stressful? Because it was boring. It was like something from like from like um, Crystal Maze or something. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? It's like, a, it's like a team building thing, but I've also got the noise of the... Because so they can't see him because he's up high. Yeah. So they're the people that are frustrated. They're just kind of frustrated at me, really. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because they're, I'm, I can see it. I'm taking the... And I'm just kind of pushing this guy around. And it was, yeah, in- interesting, an interesting day. So how did you learn y- your skills and a scaffolding work experience? Plastering. That's hard. I tried to plaster a wall. And I'll be honest with you, Josh, I fucked it so bad. I put a bookcase in front of it and we'll deal with it when I move out of the property. Well, I don't know if I should say this. Or, <laughs> I don't know if you say this, but me and my mate, we got this... Um, got this motto we're not a motto we've got this saying where we'll say it's not my house so if you if you do something it's not quite right it's not you know it's not great but it's not my house 
at the end of the day and we'll, yeah. we'll get it as good as get it as good as we can get it and I, i'm not great i just kind of kind of speech marks the muscle really move stuff about paint some glue on the wall mix the stuff up for him yeah and he's kind of and, but he's very like he goes out drinking all the time and he's a bit of a you know a bit of a maverick really a part of the job actually is to kind of wrangle him and kind of keep him like working like he'll just start sitting down and like like, like he'll start lying down in a customer's house or <laughs> Going in, going in a customer's fridge because he's thirsty. I'm thinking I mean, my, part of my job is to kind. Of, I'm not PR really. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm kind of like public relations with the customers and the. Or if the customer's got a dog, that's it. Forget it. He's not doing it. He's just stroking the dog. Like it's, <laughs> it's really, it's actually really difficult, especially like if I'm trying to get off for a gig at night. I'm like, oh, can we? I mean, can we stop stroking this dog? But also because <laughs> I, I haven't got the skill to do the bit that he does. Yeah. I can't just crack on and do it. I kind of need need him. So it's a bit, a bit frustrating, but he's a, yeah, he's a character and a very nice guy, but yeah. yeah so I think it must be hard to work with one person permanently. Yes. You'd have to get on really well. Yeah. Or I don't know what you want. I don't know if you want to get on really well or just kind of be a bit, I don't know, you might be better off being completely kind of neutral and professional with somebody. Yeah. You don't want to be having a laugh yeah. on a deadline. <laughs> yeah it's not like ride along you know they, they, these cop these cop films yeah yeah and it, here's the other thing so what people um he, he says i'm gonna rip this say so just say rip this guy off but if it's an insurance job because the customer isn't paying for it yeah he'll just he'll just quote like way over the odds because it says it's the you know it's the insurance that are paying for it they, they well, don't come in but you know oh well, yeah exactly or if you don't yeah. want the job just quote more yeah well he's definitely done that he's definitely done that i don't want to do this i'm going to put in a ridiculous number and then sometimes they'll come back and say oh yeah no that's that's fine that's lovely <laughs> yeah fantastic which makes you think what what makes you think what are other people quoting if we think we're if he thinks he's taking the piss yeah and it's the best price I've had. You try to imagine what some people are going out and. Yeah. And as well, I never understand the ethic of, you know, like workmen mentality. Like, we had a guy come to lay our floor and he just left one lunchtime and he's never come back. We've yeah. got half the floor down. <laughs> oh, that is just mental, isn't it? Yeah. Don't, don't know where he's gone. That, and that happens a lot, I think. That is, yeah. you know, it's kind of because it's it's like the Wild West. Yeah. Like who who, the, who would you contact and if that's a private guy who works for himself? He turns his phone off. That's it. He's not accountable anymore, or he just blocks your number. Yeah, I hope he's all right. Can you imagine if he's like, no, don't worry, they'll never just let it go. You know, so <laughs> fucking well or something. Yeah, I've got people are looking for me. No, you not <laughs> Surely they'll notice. It's only half yeah. a floor down. <laughs> <laughs> that absolute cunt where's he gone what's he doing yeah. that lazy bastard <laughs> we're, we're kind of having me and my wife having worked in the house at the minute and I, I find myself as a go-between between her mm. and kind of the, the trades people so she's yeah. like ring them she, she wants me to ring them all the time yeah I'm trying to be matey with them get them on side <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. so difficult. I think sometimes it's better actually coming from coming from a woman. Yeah. Weirdly, that's it. I, so I think they'd be better if she said to them directly, "I need this." Yeah. Rather than I think sometimes if I say it, they're like, "Who's this? Do it? Why don't you know? Who's he? Who's this guy?" But, Do it yourself. Um, yeah. <laughs> but because you're also trying to give the impression that you know know what you're doing, so they don't rip you off. It's really, yeah. It's 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 hard. It, then when, when it's quite a long day, you don't know if you ever worked at home. But if there's people in your house working and you're there, you've never felt more like an imposter in in your life than in that situation. You're so aware of what you're doing all the time, aren't you? 
Oh yeah, definitely. And and you want them to think that your your job and what you're doing in the house is credible. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel, like they're upstairs, like grafting on the boiler and doing all the pipes, and I'm kind of downstairs on a laptop. I'm trying to look like this is you know this is important stuff, but I'm you know I might not get my hands <laughs> dirty, but this is pretty important stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. Was it was comedy the reason that you went from social service social services into uh, your, your workman life <laughs> yeah yeah ba- basically just because it, as I said it was too heavy to do alongside so I kind of just did I'll oh, just do comedy and then because I was free in the daytime my mate was like oh do you want to come in and help me do this and I was like yeah I'll, I'll help you um and that was kind of as and when and then when the pen- pandemic came I kind of went got a job back at the council but in a different department yeah and I remember that day was so strange going back in and I kind of had the same login and password on my thing. I kind of logged on all kind of all these emails from like three years, you know, four years previously and the logo and my kind of picture was on there. It was very surreal. And obviously the commute's the same. It was honestly, it was like going back in time. It was such a surreal feeling. In a good way or a bad way. Just very, just very strange. Obviously, I was lucky to have a job during the pandemic. So, you know, was, well, I was thinking, oh, God, this is like... And there was a time during the pandemic where I did another job during the pandemic, kind of sorting mail at Royal Mail at night shifts. And this was like before masks. It was before... It was just... That was just chaos. That was just mental. Yeah. Mental time. And uh, so, yeah, I got a job. So, so the job was to sort mail at, at the Royal Mail. But they were not, yeah, to kind of sort. And it was kind of... Um, and I, my, my sight is really low. I've got really bad sight now. So yeah. I can't read, can't read any, um, can't read anything, can't read any of the postcodes. Right. So I was just fucking <laughs> chucking them anywhere. I was just putting them in it, like sorting them into these just randomly. Yeah. But because I wasn't reading them, I was really quick and everybody was like, oh, this guy's amazing. <laughs> Give him more. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> I, re- I worked, worked out that a lot of things go to S, which is Sheffield. So I just, right. I, I just, oh, that, that's probably good to Sheffield, that. Any, anything thin and felt like a driving license yeah. was going to, uh, SA Swansea, right? Because that's where the DVLA is. So I chuck that in there. And then beyond that, mate, honestly, just <laughs> p- pick a pick a bin to chuck it in. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got a call once. There was um, it was Captain Tom's birthday as well. Ah, uh, yeah. During, during this, I don't know if you got any of the, the gifts that people were sending him because it was. It's got to the point where I was saying to my friends and family, if you're buying something online, don't don't put it through Royal Mail because there's a chance that it's not going to get there because I'm there sorting stuff. <laughs> Honestly, like pay extra and go Hermes or DPD or something. Yeah. And there was there was one day where because people were buying anything, you know, people were buying and, and people some somebody bought a tennis racket wrapped up, and I was using the, the wrapped up tennis racket to hit all the parcels <laughs> into the the different bins. Uh, it was just, but because there's a lot of Romanian people working there, uh, because I was an English guy, they just assumed, well, he knows what he's doing. Because <laughs> right. obviously there's loads of missorts and loads of errors where I couldn't see, I was just putting stuff in. Yeah. They assumed, because I was an English speaker, that it couldn't possibly be my, my fault. So they kind of, they'd supervise everybody else apart from me. <laughs> the one that needed it, the supervision. It, it was mental, absolutely. Just a, a mental time. Well, how long were you there for? Maybe so from like March to like July. Okay, quite a while. And yeah, and then in the September I started this job where where I am now, which I'll hopefully be finishing shortly. Yeah. So was it a uh, one of the temporary 
sort of jobs, like the uh, supermarkets and things? Or it, it, it was a it was a bit of that, yeah. It was a bit of that. Um, obviously, it's a period when everybody was ordering stuff online, and then gradually it kind of died down. And then it usually picks up again at Christmas. So if you wanted to go and work there, a lot of people, you know, students back for, for Christmas will go and work there and stuff. So it's all right. You get, you know, you get chatting to, you get chatting to different people. And there was, I stood next to one guy one day, he was like a barber who's obviously shopping had to close. There was people yeah. in there who had, you know, they, they owned a pub and that had to close. And, you know, they were just kind of, yeah, it's really, it felt like you were part of something, like you were in the munitions factories or something, you know, it's kind of a bit, um, it's quite not quite romantic in a way. And obviously, I'd never done nights before, so I'd, I'd go out about half nine at night, and I'd yeah. be back at like five six in the morning. And I'd, you could just listen to podcasts or music. And I, I used to try and do it raw, no music, no headphones on. Wow. Bit of a, like a like a bit of a character building thing. I think I did that for like one shift, and then it was very much <laughs> podcast after that. Yeah, I've got enough character. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, who am I proving this to? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Swimming in character. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's um that's interesting about the, the lockdown job, isn't it? How how many people ended up doing uh, you know, supermarkets. Yeah, and, and how quickly and how I think, you know, how quickly people would go to that as well. Do you know what I mean? I think there's certain people, especially in comedy, who are like, oh, you know, we need, the government need to help us, blah, 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 blah. And obviously, of course, they do. Yeah. But then others, others people, you know, other people's first thought is, what can I do? Yeah. And, you know, some people would manage to do that within comedy as well. They managed to, you know, put online shows on or, you know, I, I, or, you know other people just went, well, I'll just go and do this for a bit and wait for it to come back. It's quite interesting what people did. Yeah. And incredible, really, how uh, sort of... Uh, ma- malleable is that the word? Uh, malleable, yeah, yeah. Uh, that yeah, people were, and the, the comedy industry was as well. Um, you know, in that people kept it going somehow. Yeah, massively. I think like, we we forget this with promoters. It's their job and their career as well. Yeah. You know, we're very lucky. We just turn up on the night and and do the thing. And you know, if 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 somebody get if someone pays you late or you know they book you, we kind of. We see it, but it's it's incredible what they do, really. Like if, if you ever tried running a gig, Catherine, it's fucking awful. Yeah, if you don't want. Just, I, I ran a gig. I think it ran three times, and I just thought, oh, no. what were the this biggest is issues? <laughs> just the anxiety. It just changed my mood. I was in a bad mood leading up to it, worrying about tickets, and on the night. Then I think I'd get a few days afterwards where I'd feel, oh, that was okay. And then the next one comes, and I'm like, oh my god, this is horrible. <laughs> I can't. I'm rubbish on computer. I can't. I don't know what a JPEG is. I don't know. People send it. What? What? What the hell is a high risk picture? I don't know. I just send uh, uh, one that someone else has taken. Yeah, I've done that, but I'll keep getting emails back saying it's like the size of like a postage stamp. <laughs> There's nothing they can do with it. I'm like, how do I know? What? And they'll send me that it's got to be 800 MB by 600 MB. I'm like, what are you? What are you talking about? <laughs> Just drag it bigger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Be fine. <laughs> I, I, stuff like that, honestly, I just it just stresses me out, you know, really stresses yeah. me out, stuff like that. And I think that people don't realise that sort of like being a promoter, being a booker, being an MC, being an act are like four separate jobs. Yeah. Like I once flyed a couple who were breaking up in Edinburgh, you know, like halfway through a breakup. She was crying. Wow. He was angry. I'm like, hey, do you want to uh, come and see some working class comedy <laughs> live at the 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fucking wherever. 12 noon. And they were like, can you leave us alone? And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh no, I, I see that. I mean, you know, looks yeah. like you could use a laugh. Uh, <laughs> still not? Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's on a week though. If you don't, it's not got to be today. You can come. You know, we're on every day. Yeah, there's a festival on actually. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that that was the week I learned that I could never promote anything, and I'm okay with that. Oh, it's awful. I, I'm kind of like, I just can't do it. Have you ever done a bucket speech? Have you ever done a free show? Where you have to do a bucket speech. No. Um, I'm. I'll probably do myself out of. But I'm just like, if you want to, I've got a bucket there. I've got a. They make me stand and hold it. I don't just forget it. No, you know, forget it. If I'm not happy with the show, I just don't do the bucket speech. I just yeah. say, uh, I just let, let them have it for free. Oh, <laughs> You're like just just leave a fiver on your seat if 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 it was all right. I'm just yeah. I just kind of so apologetic. You know, I kind of apologetically asking and doing a bucket speech. But there's other people who are kind of like shamelessly charge like anything or say they'll put 20 pound in the book i'm thinking 20 pounds for that yeah <laughs> it's only 30 <laughs> for bill bailey what are you on about <laughs> well that's what you got that's what you got, i think do you know what I mean yeah book of, what's book of mormon 70 quid yeah and racist as well but um still good value <laughs> you know, yes <laughs> at them prices <laughs> yeah it's, uh, i've never seen the book of mormon no saw it for my birthday very disappointed oh really yeah it's one of them isn't it, where people say oh you'll love this it's a bit different to a normal musical yeah and, and when people say i'm gonna love something a part of me thinks well you you don't know me as well as you think <laughs> you do. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hate this on purpose now yeah dog shit <laughs> you thought that's something i'd enjoy wow okay well, well what what kind of person do you think do you know what i mean i think i, I take it as like a personal yeah fucking. so on the flip side what was uh your best job the best best job Wow. Yeah. Uh, apart from apart from comedy. Uh, or you can include comedy. But yeah, it's all right, but it's not what I want to do, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It's really that's really that's a really difficult question, really, because obviously com- comedy is the, the dream the dream to do that, and then anything else is kind of feeds into that really. But you you have you have great days at work. I think I've had great days at work. I think, oh, this is great. You know, this is a really nice day. You know, or even just like you know, like the something different happens. You know, like when the fire alarm goes off or something. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? It's just something that breaks the monotony. Everyone's out. I thought, oh, this is all right. Do you know what I mean? Or, I don't know. Yeah, probably. I, I like my my housing job for a bit. I don't know. I've never. What I've never had. I've never had a job where I've had workmates. Right. Never had. A, never been on a work Christmas do. Really. Never been on one because it was where I worked at the council. It was just kind of me and like some older ladies. Then it was just me and my mate who, you know, plastering would go out anyway. Yeah. And then Royal Mail, that was, you know, the pubs were shut, so we couldn't have done yeah. anything. Yeah, cruelest um, thing to happen all pandemic. Yeah, yeah. So, I've, yeah, never been on a Christmas do, really, or an away day or, or anything like that, really. But, but I mean, then you have moments in comedy where you think, God, I can't believe. There's a, there's, I was so grateful when it came back. I remember I did a gig in a beer garden. But it was, no, it was like a, the garden of a, posh hotel actually i got there so i worked all week felt like a bit bit of a shit week then saturday i kind of went to this gig chatted with my mates backstage Karina's a really like i had a meal went on audience lovely came off gave me money in an envelope more than i learned all week my job then went home i thought that is just fucking brilliant yeah how good is that 
That is a dream. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Do, do you still love stand-up, Catherine? Do you ever get fed up of it? Uh, only when it's like I've done my third gig barely covering expenses out of town on top of a full-time job. Yeah. Uh, it's, never the, it's never the gig, is it, though? It's never the, the gig. It's, you know, you, I bet you're still enjoying the, the gig itself. It's the travelling out of town, the the expense. It's that side of it. It's not the actual thing itself. Yeah, the being tired from doing it as a sort of hobby still, but not, not a, a second job. Moonlighting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's something, uh, something quite romantic about it as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, if we didn't have that, would be I'd be terrible I'd, I couldn't sit in the house if you know I'd be no but I, 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 I wouldn't I'd be doing something else I'd find something else to do and get obsessed with and yeah what do you think it would be could, oh, I don't know <laughs> I, don't, I don't I honestly don't know what I'd probably I don't I really don't mate, I don't know I don't I really don't know it'd have to be some I'd probably try and write a book or something or I think I, I need to yeah I struggle to, to chill out I think yeah what what was it that made you want to do comedy and then how did you get into it um, just always loved it. I honestly always, when I was a kid, loved it. Loved. We used to watch Shooting Stars. Nice. And my da- my dad would really laugh, and I didn't really understand it. But you don't have to. It's just you can understand. You don't have to understand it. It's funny because you don't understand it. Yeah. Then I then I watch like just it was on TV. My my dad is a bit of quite a sophisticated taste really without realizing. I remember watching Stuart Lee. They you know what he was at the Glasgow stand. Yeah. I remember watching that one. I can remember watching, like, Lee Evans was always on. And Peter Kay, when he came, that was so exciting. Um, and I just think, I, mean, I wanted to, I want to I want to do this. And then early 20s, you kind of, is doing all these jobs and I tried to write, like, a sitcom thing or trying to always be, always be, like, looking for jobs online or thinking, what do I want to do? But it was all to get away from, I was too scared to do this thing, what I actually wanted to do. And you don't think you can do it. You don't think it's an option to you. Yeah. So I just decided one day just just to just to do it, find out how to do it, and, and do it, and that was it. Then, then when I started, I, I started to be a comedian. That's you know, some people try it to have a go at it. Yeah. But for me, it was like for me, it was like applying for a new job and starting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was always like yeah, going yeah, to be yeah. a job that you did. Yeah, I think that, and that's what took me so long to start because I was scared of it, and it was felt a big. I literally just typed in stand-up comedy. Midlands, <laughs> and it ended up doing a, a, a gong show for Spiky Mike. Oh, which in, one? In, in Burton on Trent. How did it go? I, I won. Uh, okay. but I won. Yeah, I won it. But I think it was this where it was like, it's his first time. Right. So I got, I, I definitely got, I mean, I was, I mean, the standard isn't high at these <laughs> gong shows. It's not, you know, it's not like, so a gong show, I don't know if the audience will know, but it's like a competition where you can get, the audience can kind of hold a card up and you have to leave the stage. Then at the end, if you get, if you do your time, you get your five minutes, then you do like an extra one minute and then they'll, they'll clap through the one in to win. And I probably, well, I thought on the night I deserved to win actually, but looking back now, I'm sure I didn't. <laughs> I'm certain I didn't. Were you insufferable afterwards? Because I fucking would have been. No, I, no, I didn't tell anybody I'd done it. No. Didn't tell anybody I'd done it. Now I did another couple of gigs, and I told my now wife that I've been doing this thing, and doing because I was, I was, you know, scared to admit to myself that that's what I wanted to do, and to admit to other people. I didn't know what they'd say. They'd probably think, you know, I mean, probably think, oh, Josh is up to one of his things again. Yeah, another one, another one of his fads. It'll, it'll pass. You know what I mean? <laughs> so was it? What, oh, sorry. 
What about you? I was going to ask, ask you the same, Catherine. How did you start? If you've covered it before on the podcast, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd probably at some point, but yeah, similarly, really liked watching it. Too scared yeah. to do it. Moved to London. Didn't know anyone. Thought, oh, fuck it. If I don't do it now, I never will. Uh, yeah, wicked. Yeah. So it, how, how old were you when you did your first gig? I was like 23, but I'd wanted to do yeah. it since I was 18. Yeah. So how old are you now, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, 29. Yeah, man. Yeah. How about but, you? Yeah, I was 24. Yeah. Now I'm, th- now I'm 32. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. So it, seven seven and a bit years. I, I, we, we would have been doctors by now. Catherine, yeah. <laughs> You've done something useful with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I think as well, like, because they say it takes 10 years for it to be your job, doesn't it? And I think you do. I mean, there's a few people who manage to bypass that and are like pros within two years. And I hate them. Um, mm. But <laughs> I don't. I also think them. you're better off. I think sometimes you're mm. better off taking the longer route anyway. Yeah. But like. Honestly, like, you, I think you're, be- you're better. You're better for it sometimes. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I think it's very much like I always say you don't go into you don't start playing golf to win the Open, do you? You know, you do it because you like it. And yeah, then, yeah, it's true. You know, but um, I just think imagine like, would you still have gone into comedy if, you know, someone had said to you, it'll take you sort of 10 years before you're sort of stable with this one job? Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? It's, it's really interesting. I, could, I think that's what's exciting about it because you've got no idea. I, I'm always dead sceptical when people start. The know that having a stage name is a thing. Mm-hmm. To know who the agents are, that I'm thinking, I'm just. It's just different worlds. It's that's just people from a different world to me. I think. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I, mad, uh, mad, mad. You, I really you mean, like your joke about stage having a stage name. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that uh, that was, works really well in London, where everybody knows. Look, you know, it's a performance place. That's why I, I wouldn't do that in a worker men's club. Probably not. I don't know. I, don't I bet know. your real name's Johnny Show Business. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but I've toned it down a bit for uh, for the stage. But yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of it sometimes is for tax reasons as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think so. Catherine Matha PLC. <laughs> I what, don't understand. What, it. what I don't what what is VAT registered? People I don't... You start getting paid gigs, people are like, are you VAT registered? I think I was saying yes for ages. I'm like, I'm definitely not. Yeah, I don't know what it means. Do I get paid I... more or less if I am? <laughs> I think you get paid more, but there's something you have to do. I don't know. But don't, if you're not, say you're not. I think that's the never lie yeah. to the tax man. Yeah, are you that ready? Big time. Big, yeah. Oh yeah, I thought he was like a CEO of like you're doing well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a bit. I've got my Twitter blue tick. I'm that registered. <laughs> what of it? Yeah. What else? Can, what else do you need? <laughs> well, yeah. It's um. I wish they taught you that at school. Actually. Well. I don't know. This people always say this, don't they? So they don't teach you about mortgages at school and all this. But there's loads of like science. You got to think science. There's loads of science to get through. Loads yeah. of history to get through. Loads, yeah. Do you know what I mean there's other there's other stuff? People, you can't. You know, you got to learn some stuff for yourself, haven't you? Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's true. And to be fair, if you left me with a book of numbers, I couldn't teach myself maths. Well, exactly. If you exactly if you can't. Well, that's true. If you if you can't read or write properly, you're not going to be in a position where being VAT registered is an issue for you. <laughs> well, no, probably not. Hopefully, someone else will just do that for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, man, no. Did you uh, did you enjoy school, Catherine? Did you know 
did you ever kind of think, you know, how you feel about comedy now, that that's what you want to do? Did yeah. you ever feel about that, about something else? No. Nah. No, that's well, that's a good sign, isn't it? Yeah, how about you? No, don't think so. I think I, I really wanted to do football coaching at one point. Yeah. And I did a, a lot of volunteering and stuff, similar to comedy. You know, you go and do it unpaid and you do paid bits. And it's a very long and competitive thing, same as... And it's, you know, it's, it's a bit of a... a bit of something to stand up and like, you plan something that you're going to do. You go and deliver it. Yeah. The players might be able to do it. They might not be able to do it, which like the audience. You know, they might be receptive, they might not be receptive. Yeah. You come off and you feel great and then you reflect on it. Then you do the same to a different group, reflect on that, and you think, oh, well, these are... So it's quite similar. Like The, the cycle and the process is, is a bit similar to stand-up, I think. It's at night time, usually, yeah. or at the weekend. Um, it's so, like travelling. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, so it's, and um, it's full of people that think they're really good and they're not really good. <laughs> you know, it's quite... It's very similar. But, yeah, so I, I, I really used to enjoy um, football coaching, but then that's... Uh, I had to kind of drop that when when stand up came. Yeah. So what sort of age range were you coaching? So I had I had my own team who were like had them from under sixes to like under twelves. Yeah. And they they were like eighteen, nineteen now. I've seen them like around the town drinking. Love lovely lads. Yeah. Um. And then um, I had like an older group. I had like an under eighteens group as well. With like you know they're dead competitive to play like you know quite like the play like the academy teams and all that. And I was re- I was really good actually. I was really had a nice way with them and stuff and I could get my message across and was committed to like, you know, learning how to do it well and, you know, teach. Because you're like a teacher, you're basically like a teacher, you're learning how to teach. You you know, you've not got the knowledge of, you know, but your knowledge is that and you have your own ideas and you can put your own personality onto onto it. It was was nice and the kids, you know, they have their different problems or they're different, they'd respond to different stuff. So it's quite, it's a bit of a mental challenge and then, You'd have to deal with the parents and their expectations and all that. Um, and that was great. So where I live is a bit quite rural, kind of in the middle of the country. That was lovely. Then I did like um, I did like a week. Like it's, so I've had more jobs than I realised. Like a summer <laughs> thing in Birmingham, like inner city Birmingham. Yeah. And the, the kids there were just completely, completely different animal dealing with them. How so? Just kind of more, more front and like bravado and so ready for like confrontation. Right with each other and with with you and you've got to be so there's another lad doing it with me and he'd like he wouldn't start on the kids <laughs> but he'd speak to me in the way like well i'm not a fucking teacher i'll fucking be scared of me yeah do you know what i mean and he, <laughs> whereas i'm like very soft and I, I, I won them around in my own way eventually but initially they were like yeah not taking me seriously at all just running wild oh, so, man, guys, guys put that back please put that back thank you <laughs> Um, oh. <laughs> but yeah, and they bring like knives in and all this stuff, and just a different. Oh my days! The last one, you'll pop the ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so not 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 with any you know intention to hurt anybody, but that's what you know that's where they live and that's what they've got on them. Do you know what I mean? It's like having to them. It's like having the keys in the pocket sometimes. Yeah. So it was. Um, it was good. It's really hard. You know, I think it was really hard, but it was really good. But then when you come back to our kids, like where I live, and they're all so sweet, and they go to Beavers on a Tuesday, swimming on a Wednesday, then football on a Thursday, <laughs> just completely. And sometimes we'd end up, like, the kids from near me would end up going and playing these other teams. And it was, I'm not sure if this is, but when, so look, look, I used to play football and rugby as a kid. Yeah. But when you football, you want to, you don't want to play against a rough 
team from a rough area because they're scary. Right. When you're rugby, you don't have to play against a posh team from a posh area because they'll be too good. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting, yeah, what you, what you, what you want to come up against. So I was going to say that, like, what level of sort of qualification do you need to teach uh, football, you know, like in a, uh, a playing capacity, if you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, interesting. So there's like, there's a big curriculum. There's a big, and every country does it differently. Every football association does it differently. So I had um, like my, I had my level two and then my youth mod three. So that was like, yeah, and then you can do like your A license and your, you know, your your pro license, which way you're teaching like eleven aside football to adults, or you can just do nothing. You can just do your level one, whether you get it's like a two day course to show you, you know, a bit of child protection, a bit of first aid, and general rules of don't have kids queuing for ages, and but you know, general common sense stuff. And then you're up and running and left to it, and you know, because yeah. sometimes it's just a mum or a dad helping out, which is which is great as well. So it's. Yes, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's good. It's really good, actually. A good thing to do as a as a young guy between like eighteen and twenty four. That's what I was doing with my Saturdays and Sundays, rather than going out drinking. And <laughs> I, was, well, I was doing that as well. But you'd have to be up <laughs> yeah. on a Saturday or you have to be up on a Sunday. It was really it's really good experience, actually, for no money. That's I've done that like six years now. Yeah, and you're not bothered. You're not bothered about the money because you're trying to get good at this thing, and you, you know it's it's nice, really. Yeah. It sounds very wholesome. Yeah, it was wholesome. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's not always as wholesome. I think there's a lot of people trying to, a lot of affairs going on and stuff. Oh, I was okay. looking back, I was quite naive then, but looking back now, I think they they were probably at it. Some of them parents. <laughs> what like teachers are in the car park while you were doing the teaching? <laughs> no, like like behind like behind the scenes. I think right. Because kind of you're throw you're thrown in like these you know you're thrown in with other parents and stuff and you watch the games and you have social things and picking each other's kids up and before you know it it's all going off. Yeah, your keys are in a bowl. Keys are in a bowl. Yeah, you you kind of got your arms and legs so taped together and an apple in your mouth and that's it then. What can you do? Just... Well, what can you do? What can you do? Really? That's football. That's, that's that's what they say. That's a beautiful game. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, you're like uh, comparing it to comedy. Do you think, because I think like a lot of people do that thing where they know that they want to do something, but yeah. they don't know what it is. So like I played the clarinet really badly for a really long time before yeah. I realised <laughs> that I couldn't do music. Was was football coaching your sort of pre-comedy, if you know what I mean? Or was no, I, I think... Writing scripts was my pre-comedy. Oh, okay, what were you writing? Just like trying to do like sitcom and that, and I don't know what I was doing really. I think I think I would write like a, sit, a sitcom. I was literally like just phone up like production companies, like actually on the phone. It was like yeah. an eighteen-year-old. <laughs> so I've written this thing. What do I do? Do I come in for a meeting or how does it? What's the next thing? And they're like, no, we know, don't we don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, were they that blunt about it? Oh. Yeah, they're just like, we don't accept scripts from unsolicited. And fucking, why, why would they? Who the hell am I ringing up the, like, the reception? That lad <laughs> on the phone here wants to send it. Is he, is he a writer? Well, I don't know. Football <laughs> coach, he wants to send a script in. He says it's like Fleabag. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, that, but that was probably it. Yeah, that's, probably, that's me wanting to do, that's me wanting to do comedy. 
but we're yeah. too scared of performing yeah uh-huh. <laughs> but you know you see that don't you like so many like sound techs or show managers end up being you know stand-ups because it was at the t- i don't think they're doing it as a way to get into stand-up i think they're doing it as the wannabe sound in in that moment they think that's what they want to do they want to be a sound but actually underneath it they want to do so at long term for me that i want to get into being a sound technician long term yeah there's this just my way in yeah, yeah. and it's not <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so but that yeah that was my pre-comedy but you're very right what you're saying about the clarinet stuff yeah and i did the drums and stuff when i was a kid yeah which is like performance but you're behind some drums and you're not at the front yeah yeah interesting stuff and also saying that you're too frightened to do it as well be sort of being scared of it there seems to be a lot of comedians who aren't they want to perform but aren't performers like yeah yeah well, it's the easy, it's the easiest and the hardest way in. Do you know what I mean? It's definitely easier than acting, surely. Yeah. I don't know. It just, yeah, it's, you're very right though. It's like, say if, if they did like a gladiators for performers, so you had like a comedian in it, a dancer in it, a singer in it, an actor in it. The comedian's not winning any events. <laughs> well, do you know what I mean? They're not. And then, you know, if you did like a series of tests and like these games, that this, the other people would be more, rounded performers would probably dance better pick up a dance you know be able to hold a tune better that's what like, when i see like comedians they go okay oh, you can actually you know musical comedians yeah oh god you're really talented at that you really can really can play mu- yeah. music yeah, or you, you can do write, voice yeah write really good songs yeah just do that <laughs> yeah why are you here this is all i've got why are you here <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but that's the thing isn't it you can't can't sing or dance or play an instrument. That's why we do comedy sometimes. Oh, well, for yeah. me. Yeah. A single threat. A single, yeah. <laughs> a point, 0.5 threat. <laughs> also do crowd work. 0.5 no. No. threat, yeah. <laughs> Refuse to do it. They frighten me. They've <laughs> too many variables. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, you see, like, comedians, like, I see loads of pictures on, like, Instagram and stuff. Comedians absolutely, like... It's them cracking up on stage. Yeah. Like, what are you laughing? An audience member's never made me laugh in seven years I've been doing comedy. No, no, they're all quite bland and have all the same sort of life experience, don't they? Yeah, I mean, you get the odd, yeah. But yeah, like, for every week to be cracked, I don't know, I'm a bit sceptical. I think you've got me on a date, Catherine, I'm quite sceptical of comedians today. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. Yeah, in strange group, man. They are. Uh, and it's it, it's both an honour and a to be a part of it. It is. It's great. I mean, we've got so many great people doing and so welcome. You know what I'm talking about? Like, fo- like football. Like yeah. they're d- deluded and mental, but like football and sport, there's so much like, if you join a new, who's this guy? It's, you know, it's not nice. Sorry, I froze there. Oh, froze it in technically. I thought you meant like... <laughs> mentally yeah yeah and, um... sorry Josh completely just switched off there. I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, sorry do you, may you repeat your point I was just saying comedians are great people very talented and very friendly <laughs> yeah yeah but Paul. compared to like sport, sports people they're not very yeah they're quite welcoming I do find comedians quite welcoming and warm generally yeah, it's I quite think... an easy thing to start. You know, you, you know what you said about you didn't have friends in London and you did it. It worked, but it works. But you've got a lot of friends now who, you know, just work. Yeah, it's a lovely community. 
And I think it's uh, everyone who sort of didn't fit in somewhere yeah. went to comedy. So everyone knows what it feels like to. That's it. And then if you don't fit in within comedy, Jesus, you are. You know, <laughs> where'd you go from there? Nowhere. Uh, you even don't... within, you know, even within the broken biscuits, you're the worst broken biscuit. Oh no, where do I? Yeah, the broken biscuit. No one wants to give a lift to in their car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll be honest, I think that's our time. Uh, okay. But it has been lovely to have you. Was that, was that boring? I, I sometimes I get a bit boring on these things. <laughs> you know, I forget no. like, um, I just, I'm just a real guy, do you know what I mean? I'm just a man at the end of the day. I just, <laughs> I just deal with the questions in front of me. Honestly, I don't. I'm no, just a man sitting in front of a woman telling her about the council. This is a council laptop, actually, I filmed this on. Is Not it? Ever recorded this on, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, doing on company time. No, on my own time, but on company, um, it's got it's got its asset tag on here. So it's all yeah. encrypted. So no, you know, this is not gonna this does get if this laptop was to get robbed, no one's got access to this before it goes out. So don't oh. nothing's gonna get leaked before you put it out to your people. So don't don't worry about that. There's no, you know, it's <laughs> very secure. It's a real relief. Because yeah. we've had it out I've before. Got, I've got access to databases of people that are living in Coventry if you want me to look up any postcodes or numbers. Oh, yeah. We'll do it as a phone in. <laughs> yeah. Just breaching GDPR on the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you let us know when John's birthday is? <laughs> <laughs> but pe- people do it the way it works. People like, uh, so they'll get the, you know, somebody will come in and like they know the name and then they'll go up and go on their social media. Yeah. That's not, that's not all right, is it? No, no, that's really not okay. I've, I've heard, I've heard of like, people like, like somebody going into like the dentist or an opticians or something. Yeah. Liking one of the opticians that work in there. Yeah. Going onto like their website, going on to meet the team. Yeah. Getting the name off the meet the team page, putting it into Facebook and messaging them. Oh my God. Like truly as a society, we have no boundaries left. That anymore. is creepy. It's really creepy. If they, you know, if they applied that kind of resourcefulness to something positive instead of being fucking <laughs> creep. Chasing the D. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it was probably V in this case. I think it was yeah. definitely a blade. <laughs> yeah, okay, 100%. fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I was at work once, I was an usher, and there was a, an audience member sat across from me outside the show, you know, because you just have to sit and wait until the show finishes, who... Yeah took my name because I had a name badge and just Googled me and started reading my Facebook posts out to me uh, in wow. front of me. And that's when I started putting my Facebook privacy to high. Yeah, God, that is crazy. Weird that, isn't it? Well, if that's what he's doing to your face, what's he doing when he gets home? That's what, that's what <laughs> no, genuinely, that is con- it's a concern. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and on that note, uh, where, <laughs> where where can people find you online? <laughs> Just go on to uh, like Twitter or Instagram, Josh Pugh Comic. Yeah. That's it, really. Then if everything kind of goes through there, really, I've got, you know, that's it, really, unless you want any kind of plastering, doing kind of like the <laughs> CV9, CV11 area. What number do they ring for that? Just follow the, follow the posters, man. Follow the van. <laughs> 
So no, that's yeah, just just Twitter, mate. Just Twitter and Instagram. You know how it is. You know the score. Yeah, the huge. Yeah. Uh, have you anything and any pluggables? No, I'm going to try and do a tour next year. Oh, nice. But that's as much as I can plug, really. Like I'm yeah. going to attempt to tour. So do the do with that information what what you what you will. <laughs> No, I'm sure it'll be good. Is that, uh, have you written the show or is it? Yeah, well, I'll be doing Edinburgh and stuff next year. And then after that, probably Hollywood, do you reckon Hollywood? Yeah, Yeah, the world. Straight, probably, yeah, fly straight to LA on the 31st of August. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's a solid plan and I don't see... Uh, what could ever go wrong with that no very realistic very very definitely going to happen yeah yeah 100% uh, sweet it's, it's been a pleasure as always yeah great to see you mate nice to speak to you